Hello and welcome to all of our Could Have Gone Pro listeners. This is episode two, where two best friends who think they still could have gone pro discuss everything sports related. Yup, we're very happy to be back for our second episode. Excited and raring to go. How are you feeling, Cass? Good. We have come back from a weekend of go-karting with David Coulthard. Mm-hmm. Jojo, how did you find that? A bit of a shit show, to be honest. <laughs> Sliding about the shop. Wasn't my finest day out. A lot of fun. Good to be there. But on reflection, and while I was there, I was a little bit down. Yeah. It was funny. We um, It rained literally as we were about to start racing. And we all thought it'd be funny to get the one person in our group who didn't have a driving license, which is Jojo, sat across from me right now. Mm-hmm. So we sent him out first. And uh, we really didn't make it easy for him. It really had literally just rained on the track. And you were, I mean, we were all spinning, but I felt bad for you at the beginning there. It was soaking. You know, it was a vicious move. My own teammates let down by my best friends, um, putting me in a situation where I was causing serious bodily harm to myself and potentially others on the track. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But I did slam into the barriers quite a few times. But we go again. Yeah. I've got a funny David Coulthard story. Whilst we were getting changed, I asked him, should I take off my trousers before I put on the, you know, the, the rental jumpsuit that you get? Mm-hmm. And he was like, depends if they're your shagging trousers or not. <laughs> <laughs> thought that was funny. Yeah, Obviously, he was there with his full, you know, David Coulthard custom suit with the Scottish logo on it. Um, so, you know, very, a big contrast in, in outfits. Yeah, and also very serious. We came into it really underestimating the competition. Obviously, being quite obnoxious, thinking, oh, we're going to roll over these bunch of Muppets. Wasn't the case. I was the Muppet. I got rolled over. <laughs> and uh, hats off to everyone involved. It was a great day. Big yeah. shout out to the Stewart family um, and supporting a great cause. Yeah, um, Race Against Dementia, which is Sir Jackie Stewart's foundation. And yeah, go go donate and check out their page on Instagram. Definitely. Anyway, let's move on to this week's headlines. We've got lots to, to talk about. I think we should start with last night, Karen Benzema taking home the Ballon d'Or. Obvious Did, choice, right? Obvious choice. Didn't he look suave? Tupac-inspired <laughs> suit. I mean, the man's a baller. He was looking baller. And I really liked seeing him win it. Yeah, I think it's finally someone like that has won it. I mean, I thought Lewandowski was going to wear, wear, win it a couple of seasons ago. And yeah, he didn't. that was something that really made me upset. I was thinking about Karen Benzema winning. Mm. And we look back to Lewa's season. and Ridiculous sh- season. Where he should have won the Ballon d'Or. He'd won the Champions League, was their main man up top, carried them essentially to the final. And Benzema did a very similar season, won the Ballon d'Or. And I couldn't help just feel really, really bad for Lewa. Yeah, who, who got it? instead of Lewa that season it was the goat himself Leo and (laughs) they just gave uh, it to Lionel Messi because it's just easy to give it to him I think so I think it's one of those moments where I think they've got to look back on themselves the whole Ballon d'Or committee and realise they made a mistake Mm. or actually didn't they didn't they just rescind the award altogether oh that's true yeah they did yeah you're right they used COVID as an excuse to rescind an award in which it's because it's not a La Liga player I feel like La La Liga and they either bribe the officials or they're all voting on it no player from the Prem gets a shout also Real Madrid were complaining the whole time that oh their team wasn't voted the best in the world you play in a league where you dominate and Barca dominate all the time it doesn't have the competition the Premier League I think City first Liverpool second was a fair shout yeah I agree no the biggest what really riled me up was how Gavi won 
player who won the Copper Trophy, which is given to the Shocker. best under 21 player. Ridiculous decision. I've, I've got some stats here. I was this infuriated. I looked this up. So Gavi, 34 games, two goals, five assists. Listen, decent numbers. Sure. Go to Jude Bellingham, 32 games, three goals, eight assists. Captains his team. Yeah, and he's f- better player. Non-German player. Uh, Jamal, Jamal Musiala team. finished third. Played, he played 30 games last season, five goals, five assists. So again, more goals and the same amount of assists as Garvey. Mm-hmm. Then Bukayo Saka. Now this is extraordinary. Bukayo Saka played 38 games, 11 goals, seven assists. So more goals by a big margin because Gavi's only got two yep. and he's got 11. And then assists, Gavi's got five, Saka's got seven and Bellingham's got eight assists. It's outrageous. How are none of these players... It's just crazy. How's Bukayo Saka? I think he finished seventh. Oh my Look, God. he's 11 goals and seven assists. Can someone explain to me how Pedri wasn't in the running as well? I was yeah. thinking about this and I was like, Pedri's been way more of a focal point for Barca team than Gavi has. Pedri's a starter, first name of the team sheet. Gavi quite often isn't. You know, Xavi like chooses Kessie or De Jong and sometimes still chooses Busquets, which is, to me, a bit of a dodgy decision. Um, and Gavi's got... You, well, how has he done that? Yeah, I mean, Bellingham captains Dortmund now yeah. in the Champions League and scores for them. I mean, four goals, one assist in four games in the Champions League or five games. Yeah. I mean, that's outrageous stats. No, that, that really annoyed me. I just felt like the Ballon d'Or is literally for La Liga players only. They, they just riled me up. Anyway, let's move on to some funny news. If anyone hasn't seen this, you've got to go check this out. Raja Nangolan right is on the bench for royal antwerp and gets caught vaping (laughs) by his manager and he's been suspended but it wasn't one of those you know inhale vapes that people do on planes what i do on planes and you don't let out that much smoke and you just slowly exhale so it's just a slight ribbon of smoke it was a full dragon breath (laughs) exhale right onto his teammate on the bench i mean what was he thinking yeah crazy i love that I mean, on Sunday League, listen, if I'm on the bench, I'm probably having a hit of nicotine or two <laughs> because I've got a tiny throbbing hangover in which I'm trying to cure. And excessive sweating and panting and, and nicotine intake is not the best combo for a good footballing performance. No. But you know what? Nangolan's been doing it for his whole career. Yeah, and, and he's been a good player. He's been a good player. Probably wise on the bench though. His lungs have just given up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, well, let's move on to... Connor Ben's doping scandal. I feel like this has been going on now for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. What a disappointment. I think this is the end for me in boxing. And I think for a lot of boxing fans, Tyson Fury won't fight Anthony Joshua. Conor Ben's doping. Yeah. I think it's just everyone's turning to the UFC now. I can't see any future for boxing after And um, Mayweather's fighting, um, who's it, KSI's younger brother, Deji, <laughs> which I don't understand that matchup at all. Yeah. He's won one who wants semi-professional. To watch that? F- I have no idea who wants to watch that. I don't want to watch that. I mean, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Battle of Britain, I would have loved to see, even though Anthony Joshua probably would have got scored. Yeah, he would again. have got scored. I would love to see a Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua fight, yes. potentially on the cards. Yes, Two like hard-hitting that. heavyweights mm-hmm. going at it. Who wins that fight? Uh, I mean, Deontay Wilder knocks him out. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Deontay Wilder doesn't know how to box. So he can just, he's got one big punch in him. That's all he needs. He's only lost one fight in his whole career. Yeah, but Anthony Joshua, I just feel What's like Anthony he's, Joshua he's bigger. He's bigger than, than uh, Deontay. I don't think he... I mean, potentially, like, physically-wise. Physically, he looks on his, like... And his wingspan, I think, Deontay's longer, so he's got the reach on him. Yeah. So what's Anthony Joshua going to do? 
He's going to dock and roll trying to win on points. And I just don't see him doing that. He tried to do that to He can't win with like a... I think he's going to win with a jab against Deontay Wilder. He'll just do what what Tyson Fury did. Keep his distance from him. Mm. And as long as he doesn't get hit with one right hand, I think he's good. I don't know, Cass. I'm going to have to strongly, very strongly disagree (laughs) with you on that opinion. And well, it'd be, good, be good to see. I agree with you. He hasn't got the skill set. I'm sorry. You don't have the marbles, AJ. I think you're a great geese, apart from your meltdown after your loss against Usek, where you took his titles and dropped them out. Let's blame that on, on a concussion. Otherwise, <laughs> mate, half your yeah, sponsors are dropped. Yeah, bizarre behavior that. Yeah, mate. I don't know. He'd been a great guy, stand up for the community, standing up for a lot of things that are positive in society, but it's not been a good year for AJ. Yeah, poor guy. And it's not been a good couple well weekend for reese james he's officially out of the running for the world cup if you're if you're gareth southgate you've lost carl walker to injury Mm. i think he's gonna yeah carl walker i think it's 50 percent. he's gonna miss the world cup and you've lost stage and you've lost reese james who's starting for you at right back trippier or trent oh god this is a tough one i'm going with trent in in a back five and a back four i'm going with trippier Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think we need Trent in and around the squad. I think he's been disrespected by the England setup, and how he's not in that squad or in the match day squad is ridiculous to me. I think Southgate's going to go with Trippier. Yeah, I, I can see he trusts Trippier. Yeah, but I, I mean, Gareth is just his decisions confuse me a lot of the time. His consistency to keep Maguire in that team. I bet you Maguire was celebrating when Tamori got a red card against Chelsea. <laughs> I bet he was loving it. He was oh, yeah. finally someone else making a mistake, not me. But Harry, listen, you should not start. Who starts instead of Harry Maguire? England don't have that many good centre-backs. You know, I heard a shout today from Josie Mourinho that Chris Smalling should potentially be considered. Chris Smalling he's having starts a great for England. I mean, he's having a really good season for Roma. They're Tammy doing... Abraham has good seasons for Roma. Doesn't mean he needs to start. I know, but we're struggling at the centre-back position. You mm-hmm. want to look at people who are playing in a very defensive league, like Tomori, doing quite well at the league at the moment, up around the Champions League places, pushing the top four or five. I mean, the Serie A is looking like a great league this year a lot of teams looking like they could be competitive but Mm. yeah why not on current form this guy is an absolute monster right now i've watched a few of his games i'm a big fan of chris smalling's a monster now he's a monster hang on i've never seen chris smalling are you sure i am backing big boy chris to potentially make a late run into the squad i think we need someone with his experience i think he'd play out the back I know he's got a mistake in him, but tell me yeah. which England defender, centre-back, doesn't have a mistake in him. You make a good point. I mean, I think John Stones is probably the most reliable one. And he's not even that reliable, is he? Yeah. I would rather Connor Cody play than Chris Smalling. And then, yeah. Connor no. Cody for me over Chris Smalling. No. Okay, we're going to put up a poll this week. <laughs> Connor Cody or Chris Smalling. Um, I, can't believe, I can't believe Chris Smalling came out of your mouth. What about Tamori? <laughs> Why wouldn't Tamori play instead of Smalling? No, I'm not saying Chris Smalling starts, but I'm saying at least the conversation's got to be that he makes a squad. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about that one. <laughs> okay. Now let's talk about Gary Neville. What a, what a big hypocrite this man is. So he does a documentary about how Qatar aren't treating their workers well. And then this week it's been announced that he's working for BN Sports, which is Qatari funded. Very odd. Are you, I mean, how is that not hypocritical? It's extremely hypocritical. I think it's I think the definition of hypocrite. How, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't make a documentary say how, you know, can't believe the World Cup's being held in Qatar. And then his excuse has been, yes, but I'll raise awareness for it. 
That's I don't weak, know. Gary. That is a weak excuse. It's a terrible excuse. It's a cop-out. Gary Neville is always flip-flopping. And mm. he's always banging on about different political things, which is his right. But you've got to stand firm on certain issues, especially if you're as vocal yeah. as Gary Neville Makes is. enough money. He makes enough money. He's got a great uh, property portfolio, which he's done very well in. Oh, and you know about his property portfolio, yeah, do you? I, 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 like looking, I like looking into footballers outside sports, and I'm actually very impressed by what he's done, especially like in the Manchester community. He's done a lot for homelessness in that community, which is great. Yeah, but call, Gary, call him for that. You've got to fall on your sword, Gary. What are you doing? You can, fuck, you can bloody commentate for ITV or someone else or BBC. You've gone for the bag. You've taken it from the Qataris after you slandered them mm-hmm. for the last month for their treatment treatment of immigrant workers and then you're getting paid by them okay the only movie you can make is charity donate and then bloody criticize them on their own channel and if he does that he's got the balls to do it hats off to you gary if you come back come with your tail between (laughs) your legs i don't want to hear it from you anymore oh my goodness yeah that is funny um anyway let's move on to american sports nfl over the weekend some interesting results let's start with aaron Rodgers and green bay losing to the New York Jets. Love that. The Jets last year, absolutely laughing stocks of the league. Took them numerous games to get their first win. But I'm a, I'm a new Jets fan, even through last year. You're a Jets year. fan. I was last year. My favorite professor at uni worked at the Jets. Had a lot of respect for the organization and the individual, more importantly. And I joined the bandwagon when they were sinking sinking hard and they weren't doing well. And look at them now. They've got, what are they, three and two, four and two? Yeah. And the New York teams are absolutely rolling on. Giants 5-1. Let's and go, my Giants. Big up the apples. What, so you're blue and I'm green this time? Yeah, exactly. I'm a okay. Giants fan. JoJo's a Jets fan. New York represent. I was at the, the Giants game in London uh, at the Tottenham Stadium. Unreal stadium. If you haven't been, you have to go to this stadium. Unbelievable. And I saw them beat Green Bay big surprise did you see those beer taps just sorry just, i just wanted to uh bring <laughs> well up they that go point. underneath the, yeah. the cup yeah. you know that's the kind of innovation i can get behind that, like that you know it's just a certain efficiency that a beer drinker needs especially at a football game you know mm. pressure for time half time's not that long can i get one can i get two in <laughs> potentially now with this new technology yeah shout out to that stadium sponsored by beer yeah exactly we need a beer brand to sponsor this channel <laughs> just not singer just not singer really <laughs> no, awful beer Damn. So, chelsea you've got to change that up i'm sorry yeah what are the results should we talk about here with this week i mean we've got i mean tom brady's Buccaneers lost the Steelers. Lost the yeah. Steelers. Tight game. Yeah, Trubisky. Should came he have retired? Um, listen, I I love. He's getting it. divorced for his comeback, basically. You know what? Love that from you, Tom. <laughs> love that from you. You're sticking with your boys. You're having a good time out on yeah, the field. Yeah, that's a typical boys over misses. There, he made a decision. He's like, <laughs> nah, actually, I miss my boys too you much. You know what? I miss just playing some footy or football or egg ball, whatever egg hand, whatever it's called. Um, no, love Tom. Obviously, the goat. You never want to bet against Tom. And um, yeah, disappointing result, obviously. But I see them backing back bouncing back they have a great squad um and with tom leading you it's it's means good things yeah who have you got this year for for winning the super bowl well the eagles are six and oh they're looking good um fly eagles fly but um i'm looking at other teams uh like the bills big result against kansas city um yeah pat mahomes had a, a minute left on the clock to make some magic happen 
Big interception. Big interception. I bet on Kansas City to win that game. Obviously devastated. <laughs> One of the only L's I've ever taken in my life. Yes, otherwise all your bets are good. Listen, we're 2-0 right now. Brighton still within a shout to finish 3-0. And Newcastle, Everton. Newcastle definitely going to win from behind. So, listen, you guys have got to join me on these bets. They're mm-hmm. coming in. They're coming in hot. We're getting yeah. green ticks. And more green ticks are to come. So, so who have you got? Who's going, who's going to be your team that you're rooting for for the Super Bowl this year? Let, let's pick a team now. Pick a team now, um, apart from the Jets, who probably aren't in the shout for the Super Bowl. No. I'm going to go for the Bills. I'm seeing great stuff from yeah, Josh. Yeah, I think that is an obvious choice. Yeah, obvious choice. If I had to put my money on one Adam's team. Adam's playing well. I'm going uh, one of the most northern teams. You know, Bills Mafia love getting rowdy. Big up to them. Um, definitely one of the best entertaining fans. Fan, uh, fan groups in um, the whole of the US so I would love to see the Bills Mafia take one home and go break some more tables love that love that alright let's move on to NBA this is our last uh, news round I mean it's opening night tonight opening night tonight big games coming down yep my New York Knicks have signed Jalen Brunson I'm excited to see how he plays but tonight we've got blockbuster games we've got Golden State versus the Lakers. Yeah. And then we got 76ers versus the Celtics. Two great games. Two great games. Out of those four teams, so Lakers, Lakers, Warriors, Celtics, 76ers. Yeah. Who's the strongest one out of those four? I think the 76ers are the strongest one out of that four. I, I, see, mm, I see. I'm not so sure about that. I see the combo of Harden and Bede being absolutely. But we've deadly. seen that combo before. We last saw it last season. year. It was, you know, growing pains, just getting comfortable within the system. Doc Rivers, obviously a Hall of Fame uh, caliber coach, um, can do great things with, you know, a great point guard center combo, as we saw in Boston with Rondo and Garnett. And we've got some shooters around him. Tobias Harris is obviously deadly. And if Embiid can continue of his form the past two years and Harden just get 10, 20% better, I see them being... <laughs> Tobias Harris isn't that guy. No. <laughs> he wasn't that guy in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler. I mean, what were they thinking keeping Harris and not Jimmy Butler? Yeah, that was a bad I choice mean, in them. I that's, mean, that's a championship losing mistake right there. Just a little story about Jimmy Butler. Apparently... Um, <laughs> Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets. Apparently in one seventy-six's practice session, he got so fed up with the starting five that... He took the reserve reserve four and him and beat the starting five or starting four. Was that in Philly? That was in Philly. Wow. Just to prove a point. What a guy. Mentality giant, Jimmy yeah. Butler. No, Absolute he's great. Buckets. Miami are very happy to have him. And, you know, it's nice to see them uh, getting on so well. Yeah. Well, listen, for me this season, it's all about the Knicks qualifying for the playoffs. Last year was a tough run. <laughs> But Fournier is going to be in his baguette. We've got Mitchell. Mitchell Robinson's coming back again. Honestly, I was surprised about that. I'm, I'm super glad. RJ is going to make another push. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think Golden State are looking just stronger than ever. Jordan Poole's got better. Back even to though back. He's got, even though he's got a black eye right now. Yeah. From, uh, from Draymond Green's punch. Sucker punch. I think that might be the end for Draymond, you know? Eyes and that, that's, that is... Patience is wearing thin, I think. Definitely. I mean, it's that it's one of the last strikes, 100%. Yeah. You can't, He's been chirping a lot right you now. You can't assault your teammate, especially no, in practice, that. especially when you're one of the leaders of the team. I mean, it's not a good look. Steve Kerr is going to stamp that out. And 
it, you know, it could be a rallying cry. It could be a sign of cracks within, you know, the inter dynamic of the squads. Maybe some personality clashes. Yeah. But you know, I think Wiseman having a, a bigger role this year is big. I think he's a very talented center. Didn't see much action last year. Yeah, bad, uh, bad couple seasons for him in the league. Yeah, but you know, he's got a lot of potential. Drafted very high. Uh, but does, I know ago. he's drafted high, but does that mean necessarily he's going to be? You know, he's got a big ceiling. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. And I think the Warriors have a very good history of drafting correctly. And I really back um, them on making a good choice with this one. Okay. And it's not just because I drafted him for my fantasy squads. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> we're going to make we're gonna make a little mention in a few minutes about the squad that I've drafted. Could have gone pro NBA draft edition. Um, Going for the win. Going for the win, as we always do at CHGP. Gold yeah. or nothing else. If you ain't nothing first, but nat. Your last. Exactly. And um, yeah, so I mean, so exciting. The NBA's getting rock and rolling um, tonight. I see. I see the Lakers not doing that well this season, but you know they know. needed to trade Westbrook. That was the one thing they needed to do this summer, and they just didn't do it. Mr. Brick himself is still yeah, about. Yeah, Pat LA. Beverly is a good addition. Yeah. They needed that. Yeah. He, he kind of reminds me of Caruso in terms of like his. No, he's defensive. the he's the original dog. That yeah, guy. he's like a real dog. Yeah, he loves um, winning. That guy. But they just don't need Westbrook. They no. really don't. I mean, does any team need Westbrook? That's true. The Wizards did, to be fair. The, they, he was quite good for He them. was good. He was good. But yeah, no, his time for the Lakers should have been long gone. So just a little mention about the um, draft that I mentioned quickly earlier. So I've joined a uh, NBA fantasy draft with uh, 15 others, um, all Americans, and I just can't wait to American NBA fanatics to lose to a Brit and <laughs> to have their, their definite mindset of me not knowing anything being squashed week after week after I pick up dub after dub. So I'm just going to go through my squad really quickly. So I had fourth pick overall. Um, first pick in the draft was Jokic, then it was Yanis, and then it was Doncic. And I went with Joel Embiid. So maybe that can... Um, good choice. I like that. Yeah. If he stays monster. healthy, that's, yeah. a, that's a good one. I've taken a lot of gambles. So let me know what you think in the chat. Um, so we've got Jordan Poole at point guard, Bradley Beal at shooting guard, small forward, Grant. Um, Jeremy Grant. Jeremy Grant, yes. Who, where's he playing now? Um, the... He's in Portland now. He's in Portland. Yeah. And power forward, I've got Zion Williamson. Ooh, Set... another <laughs> healthy question mark. Here. Yeah. You've gone for a... a... risky business. A lot of big boys with some bad knees. Risky business. Yeah. Risky business. Center, John Bede. And my backup guard, John Wall. My backup forward, uh, Christian Wood and my Love three my three utility players are Mitchell Robinson Brooke Lopez and James Winesman and benched are Evan Fournier Duncan Robinson and Matthias Tybel Duncan Robinson the most overpaid player in the league in really yeah that man's wet yeah <laughs> don't don't chat about Duncan he absolutely Duncan, splashes it from distance yeah he's splashing the cash as well he is falling <laughs> right now and he he's not even he's meant to be a three-point shooter last season yeah he Terrible. had a rocky patch he had a rocky patch I mean the game was all confidence as uh as we all know but um listen let's see how CHGP proceeds throughout the season we're going to give you weekly updates on how um how it's going for me and um, the loser of the league has to get a ball ring through their nose for a weekend. So fingers crossed it's not me. Otherwise, you'll be seeing quite a lot of photos of that. Or you'll just be staying at home for the weekend. Yeah, I would have gone to some some far-off island somewhere that's attainable, probably the Isle of Man, um, just yeah. hiding out um, so when no one can see me. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining. That was our first 
uh, section of today's podcast and we'll be back soon with some predictions. Thank you for listening to our news round. Yes, sir. Welcome everyone to part two. This is where we're going to be talking about the Prem's fixtures coming up for this weekend, starting on Saturday with Nottingham Forest versus Liverpool. Big, big game. It's going to be an absolute drubbing, I think, for for Forest, don't you think? Yeah, I don't see this one going any other way apart from a Liverpool win. Unfortunately, my previous bet didn't go through. Brighton, Nottingham Forest, Forest just held out. But, you know, Brighton... Forest letting you down, mate. They're letting themselves down as well on the pitch. Well, you know, Brighton letting me down, unfortunately. They had like 20 shots, seven on target. Three of them should have gone in. You know, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But we move on. A lot more money to be made, a lot more bets to be made. Liverpool winning this game, for sure. It's going to be murder. I think it's going to be murder that game. Murder anyway, on the dance floor. Crystal Palace, Everton. Groan, groan, draw, one all. Nothing crazy. Um, Palace playing away from home. Both teams playing yeah, decent football. Pretty evenly matched game, I think. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? I think a draw. draw? I think a draw. I called a draw last uh, weekend. West Ham, Southampton, one all. I'm calling the same thing for this game. Same totally sort of agree, game. totally agree. Yes, yes, and yes. I'm a wise man. You're, you're wise for agreeing with me. All right, next up, Man City, Brighton. Mm-hmm. Listen, I know Brighton have just drawn against Forest, but they're going to they're gonna lose this one. Yeah. I think Haaland's going to score. I mean, that's not a crazy yeah, shot. that's not a crazy it? bet. No. Um, yeah, Haaland to score. I wonder what the odds are on that one. Yeah, not great, not great. Um, score I, prediction on that one, mate? I think it's going to be a decently high-scoring game. I can see a 3-1. I can see City conceding. I think they've got some weapons in attack. Trossard, obviously, a very good season. Gross, an absolute assist king. So um, I can see potentially a 4-1, you know, Four maybe 5-2. Yeah. I think it's a high-scoring game. Yeah. And then the big blockbuster of Saturday... Chelsea versus Man United. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a real test of Chelsea's good run of form under Potter. Yeah. This is the first proper team I think they've played under him, apart from AC Milan, but this is going to be a big test. Sure, sure. And at the bridge, you know, a lot of pressure whenever United come round to Chelsea. United in kind of stop-start form, having some decent performances, drew, drew against Newcastle on the weekend. I see a Chelsea win here. I think it's going to be a tight affair, as it always is, Chelsea-Man United. Um, I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. 2-1 Chelsea? Yeah, 2-1 Chelsea, up the blues. Yeah, you know what? I think it pains me to say this. No, don't I do think it. I think, listen, I don't want to, but... <laughs> I just feel like sometimes with Chelsea right now in defence, with Kukurea playing at left centre-back, I just don't think it's that solid. And don't get me wrong, United aren't that solid either. Mm-hmm. But when I see, you know, the injury to Fafana is huge for Chelsea. Yep. Chargo Silva's old. Yeah, he, he can't is. be playing back-to-back games. He's fine wine. Can't rely on a 38-year-old every week to be man of the match because that's what Chelsea basically re- rely upon. It's not ideal, no. So I see United getting through... And beating Chelsea away from home. I know. It I love you. I it. love you, but I think you're an absolute tit I, I think on this decision. I think it's a tit, a traitor. I can't believe what's coming out of your mouth, but yeah. you know what? One nil, one nil uh, to I United. I appreciate I appreciate you going bold. Yeah. All right, let's go to Sunday's fixtures. 
Villa Brentford mm-hmm. teams both struggling I think at the moment well yeah. Villa especially yeah 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 probably gonna be without Steven Gerrard for this game I you think, think so I think he's, he's a goner he's a, he's a goner Okay, okay. And I think Brentford are going to win 2-0. Yeah, I think Brentford, um, you know, had a bit of an up and down. Um, beat Brighton, obviously lost to Newcastle on a bit of refreshing. You know, they're still ninth in the league. You know, 13 points, 10 games, sitting quite pretty. And I think Brentford ninth fans... Ninth in the league. Ninth in the league. Oh, fair enough, I take that back then, yeah, Brentford fans. You know, the, you know, the bees are quietly buzzing and that's kind of what they do. And I, I see them getting a getting another result here today against Villa. I think Villa are going to make it difficult. Obviously, a lot of pressure on the squad. And I think they're going to try and defend their manager as best they can. But I see I see um, Brentford coming away yeah. with the win here. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Pochettino will be at the sideline for that game. I'd yeah, love to see that. sniffing about. I'd love to see that. From PSG to managing John McGinn. What a change. <laughs> All right, Leeds, Fulham. Yep, Leeds, Fulham. I've got Fulham. a special place for Fulham in my heart. You do. Um... Listen, high-scoring game this one. 3-2 Leeds. That's what I'm going for. High-scoring game. I also see Leeds coming out with a result here. I think they got very unlucky against Arsenal. Yeah. I think they put in a great shift. They Obviously, really did. Mr. Really Penn, did. Patrick, didn't have one of the best games he's ever had. But, you know, they're picking up momentum. Jesse March, uh, Ted Lasso, is getting a bit impatient. His press conference was saying that he's not demanding a result, but doesn't have the patience to wait for, you know, a good, re- a good performance and the result. He doesn't care how he gets the result. He just wants the three points in the bag. Love that from Jesse, mate. Love it. All right, Southampton Arsenal. Yep. Okay, listen, listen to this. I truly believe this. I'm not just saying this. Yeah. Southampton are gonna upset Arsenal. Trust me. That's my Arsenal from you. have been overdue. I They've been totally due agree. a loss. I totally agree. They they got so lucky against Leeds. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel should have been sent off. Yeah. Or at least it should have been a penalty. I don't understand how that wasn't called. Yeah. Southampton are that team that. They just get an upset once in a while. And I they're going to humble those Arsenal fans. I think it's going to be a draw. No, I've it's also... going to be 1-0 or really? 2-1 to Southampton. They're going to... Steal it. I see a draw. I see Arsenal stealing a point. Um, I also think Arsenal are going to have a tough day at the St. Mary's. Um, I think they're due a bit of a humbling. And obviously I'm biased as hell. And Arsenal have been deserving of their top of the league status. But potentially this is where we might see the cracks. And hopefully we're all enjoying a nice lovely slice of apple crumble. Yeah, Arsenal fans, watch out. You're going to get humbled this weekend in my opinion. <laughs> all right, Wolves-Leicester. Please, Brendan Rodgers. Please, <laughs> someone win for this man. I feel so sorry for him. No signings. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. You're this, Jamie Vardy, I love him, but he he's too busy dealing with his wife. Yeah. And, and the bill he's got to pay. You can't rely on him anymore. Please. I Someone think, win this man a football match. I think Leicester are going to come out with a win here. Wolves, you know, defensive side, currently drawing 1-1 Crystal Palace. Haven't been on a rich vein of form. Um, Leicester, got some quality players. You know, Madison, Dakar is quite clinical. Love Madison. Yeah, Madison's great. Harvey, Dakar, Barnes, yeah. Yeah, Harvey Barnes can also do a job. You know, I just think they need to kind of rally together and I'm backing them for a win. Yeah, but if you think, you, you mentioned there, Barnes, mm-hmm. Dakar, Madison, yeah. good trio. Yeah. But you look at Wolves and you go, Pedence. Yep. Neves. Yep. Troy occasionally. Keep telling me. Uh, up top, what's his name? Raul Jimenez. Hello. Good player. He's out, but yep. Diego. Diego. Yep. You can't count Wolves out. They've also got that player, Matus Nunez as well. Good signing. He was very good at the bridge. Yeah, Gotta very say. good. Gotta say. 
Don't count Wolves out, you know. They do have some power. Well, And they've got Pedro Neto as well. You know, I'm going to count them out. I'm going to count them out this weekend. Um, I love you, but no, I don't see it happening. I see Leicester needing, almost bloody begging for a win here. And I see the Wolves, you know, turning from Cubs into proper full gone. Oh, sorry. Full gone, bloody, uh, yeah, Leicester. And um, the Foxes, excuse me, not the Wolves, are going to get a result here. Listen, I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one. The only thing that I'm kind of agreeing with you is mm. Wolves don't have a manager right now. Yep. And that's the one thing that's holding me back from saying Wolves are going to win this game. Yeah. I just, I can't understand. It's been a couple of weeks now they haven't had a manager. Mm-hmm. They do need to appoint someone soon. So I'm going to go for a draw only because they don't have a manager. Okay. If they've got someone in the dugout, sure. I think Wolves are going to win. All right, all right. Let's all right, see. last one, Tottenham, Newcastle. Good fixture. Great fixture. Come on, Newcastle on this one. Yeah. I really want them to pull off a victory. Yeah. Because Conte's teams don't play well. No, they don't. But annoyingly, I just know this is what's going to happen. Tottenham are going to win 1-0. Newcastle are going to dominate in periods. I feel as if Tottenham just find a way to win against teams um, who are not quite on their pedestal. And I think Conte's mentality has really helped them you know, push the result through. Um, Newcastle obviously doing very well at the moment. Um, Bruno yeah, Gamaras, Sam Max are injured though. Sam Max out. Bruno's in. Um, Wilson's back fit, but Isaac's out for a while, which is definitely a big loss. That's a shame. Newcastle's luck with strikers and health. Yeah, Wilson and Isaac always injured. Yeah, yeah. And Sam Maxim at the moment, it's not great. I see a high-scoring draw here. I think it's yeah. two two. Two yeah. two. Two two. No, unfortunately, too many injuries for Newcastle. I think Tottenham are going to win one, 1-0, nil, 2-0, nil, that kind of thing. All right, and last, last one, Monday, West Ham, Bournemouth. We all know who's going to win that game. West Ham, <laughs> um, Declan Rice on the score sheet again, 2-0. Can I, I'm going to make one point. Bournemouth have not lost a match since their assistant manager has been in charge. I know, amazing. They've been the surprise package of the last five fixtures and could it continue? I but mean, name me a big team that Bournemouth have played recently and yeah, got a point from. Sure, sure. Are we calling West Ham a big team? Is that what you're saying? No. They're a good mid-table team. Okay, okay. But I see West Ham winning as well. I just wanted to, you know, give a little bit of prompts to Bournemouth and Agreed. what they're doing. Because, you know, they're, they're, putting, they're putting up a fight and it's great to see. I like that. No, it's a good point there. Hats off to, to Bournemouth's interim manager. Let's, let's hope he gets a chance. Uh, that was our match predictions for this weekend. Come join us for our last section where Jojo will be discussing his bets for this weekend for all of you. Yes, sir. Jojo, your time to shine, my friend. Over to you for your betting segment. Here we go again. We're back week two, better than ever. And we're going to get dubs. Right now, we're two out of three in all-time bets. And I've got to say, I'm devastated. I wanted three out of three, and I want four out of four. I want all my friends joining on the CHGP betting run to win every single time. And this time, it's going to be four out of four. I'm feeling very, very confident for round two of posh pricks picks here we go <laughs> first bet we have on the day we've got manchester city brighton 
I see high-scoring game. I see a lot of chances. I think Ikai Gundogan, clinical finisher, he's going to be in a position to score. That's three to one. Put a quid on it. Second bet. Southampton Arsenal. Arsenal, little dodgy against Leeds. I don't see them actually continuing this form and getting a win. I see a draw. Cassius is thinking an upset and a loss. Mm-hmm. Either way, an Watch upset. High-flying uh, Gunners doing very well at the moment. I don't see them doing anything at the St. Mary's. I think it's going to be a draw. Join me on that one. The odds on that are... Excuse me, one second. 16 to 5, good odds as well. One quid, 420 out of it. Join me on that one. Third bet, big fixture of the weekend, probably the block star. Blockbuster fixture, Chelsea Man United at the bridge. Chelsea, I see them coming 2-1 victors out of this game. I think it's going to be a tight game. I see Chelsea having enough quality to win the game. And I'm believing that 2-1's the great and great perfect scoreline. Three out of three, moving on to the fourth. <laughs> Don't let your Chelsea bias murk your judgment. Never at all. This is a completely objective betting uh, platform. <laughs> we do not support anyone. We're Chelsea fans, obviously. Moving on. Wolves, Leicester. Leicester, desperate. So desperate for a win. I think that desperation is going to turn into a fight and they're going to produce a performance to back their leader, Brendan. I see them winning this game against Wolves, who are you know historically a low-scoring team, like to sit in, got players who like to play on the counter-attack. I think Leicester will have enough quality. James Madison will bring them to a victory. Dako will help out. Barnes as well. Those are my four bets for this week. The accumulative betting odds are... What's the bet for the Leicester, Leicester game? It's just, just a straight betting? It's a straight up win. Leicester win. We're not going as complicated as last time, going for 3-0 wins. I think that's so a bit So you're playing it safe this week? We're playing a bit safer. We're playing a little bit safer because I want to see my, my boys and girls winning this week instead of losing to a Brighton, uh, Nottingham Forest draw, which frustrates me more than you can know because, you know, 20 shots, seven on target. It's Score some goals, but for fuck's sake, you bloody seagulls. All right, moving on. One quid will get you 430 potential returns. Join me on next week for a few pints when we all have another £430 in our pocket. That's this week's Posh Pricks Picks. Thank you very much. Love that. All right, playing it safe this week. Not showing any lack of confidence. Never. All right, love it. £430. I like those odds. Very good. See you next time. Bye-bye. See you. Thank you.